In 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 27, Paul says, I discipline my body and make it my slave. You know, we often forget, guys, that God has called us to steward the bodies he gave us so that we'll be ready, healthy, and spiritually dangerous to fight the good fight, whether it's working at your job, serving your God, protecting your bride, or being a great dad to your kids. That's why we're so excited to partner with Mountain Tough Fitness Lab. Mountain Tough Fitness Lab is run by Christian men who are passionate about training you to be your best version and to stay dangerous and ready for God. Join me on my journey by going to mountaintough.com. That's M-T-N-T-O-U-G-H and getting your free six-week trial when you type in the code ARENA30. You won't be disappointed. Stay dangerous. Welcome to the Man Card Podcast and our mission to build an army of men in the arena who are becoming the best version of themselves in changing their world. Males are born. Men are made. We're going to separate the men from the boys. A man is as a man does. We want to help you to become the best version of you. Theodore Roosevelt spoke about this rare breed saying, the credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood. That's awesome. The man card belongs to those protecting integrity, fighting apathy, pursuing God passionately, leading courageously, and finishing strong. A man is as a man does. Enjoy today's episode. Men in the Arena Army, we We salute salute you guys because you are grinding it out in the bubble. You are getting it done in the arena. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. This is Equipping Men in 10. Our goal is to call you in the arena of manhood, to call you out of the faceless, nameless, male-dominated bleachers, to call you up to be the absolute best version of you, because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Hey, I'm Jim Ramos, and as you heard, I'm here with the backbone of the MCP, Mr. Dale Culver. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. Give me a man law. Okay. This is a good one for myself, and I've been working on it lately. Don't be a people pleaser. Life is way too short, and I just hitting 45. It's like I need to do stuff that's going to take care of me and my family and not worry about uh, everybody else all the time. I got to take care of uh, the tribe, if you know what I mean. Well, and and here's the deal: that's when you are pleasing everybody else. The uh, synonym for that is passive. Mm-hmm. You become passive in your own story. You're like the paralyzed man in Mark chapter two. Nobody heard his name. He never speaks. Mm-hmm. He was at the will of those around him. And so, you know, the the hard part too, Dale. Like when we're uh, uh, passive in our own story, the people that we're supposed to care about actually they suffer. Because you're so busy pleasing everybody else, you don't take care of your wife and your kids and uh, the things you're supposed to take care of. And so that's a really good one. You know, the, what's the word that you should learn? What's the great word to know for these guys? Be assertive. That's three <laughs> words. That's two words. What's a word you should use? What's a good word for you? <laughs> the drunk. word is no. Oh, yeah, the no word. Say yeah. no. Hey, I talked to my uh, college group last night and... Uh, uh, we were talking about stuff that's going coming up and asking if anybody wants to help with it. And they're like, well, you've been telling us to say no to everything. So <laughs> I said, hey, I'm proud of you. Oh, man. Well, hey, I want to get in the meat of this podcast. I'm still processing our interview with Paul Coughlin, president and founder of The Defenders. 
And uh, you know, his podcast is just so good. It just it went on for almost two hours without even thinking about it, without even blinking an eye. And um, I, I really was honored when he said it was the best interview he's ever been on. This guy's been on Fox News, C-SPAN, Newsweek. He's been on a lot of uh, high level. And for him to say this is his most enjoyable interview, that was a real honor. But I, I, I think that we as parents, I want to talk to the men out there right now who are parents, e- even those of you who are grandparents. We will raise three types of kids. And so, Dale, I want you to go back and let's think about this interview and let's process our interview with Paul a little bit. You know, one kid that we will raise, we will raise, our goal is to raise protectors. These uh, are sheepdogs. These are young men and women who have the courage to defend the weak and powerlessness, the powerless. They are not victims, nor are they targets or bullies. They're those ones that stand in the gap for them. And I I wrote a couple things down, and I just want to see what you think about this. I wrote, when it comes to raising up protectors, I wrote, pray it over them. What do you think about that? Oh, that's good. Yeah, I'm uh, in the midst of raising a five-year-old boy. And one of the things that I tell him all the time is you are to protect the girls. Even if they're like, okay, your big sis is 20, 17, and 14, you need to protect them and try to get that mindset. But that's a great one to challenge, um, praying that over him so that it just becomes part of our DNA that we protect. Yeah, you're just, at night you're praying. I, yeah. I prayed for years for my kids that God would protect them from sin and sickness, disease, illness, and injury. Uh-huh. And I've never prayed, and that they would protect those who right. aren't. Yeah, that's and, so good. And I've been praying that. I prayed that this morning for my granddaughter and my sons and my sons' wives that they would be protected and they would be protectors because they're all going to be protectors at some point in their life, right? Because they're going to be parents, you know. Mm-hmm. So, the, so pray it over them. That's good. Speak it into them. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I want to go back to that scene in the American Sniper when Chris Kyle's dad said, "Hey, there are three types of people in this world: there are sheep, there are wolves, and there are sheep dogs." You, you better be sheepdogs. And so not only do we pray it over them, but we speak it into them. What does that mean to you in real life? Oh, just the, like I was saying, constantly reminding them that we are to be protectors, and they need to see that we are also being protectors ourselves, so uh, mimicking what they see. Yeah, and I when I mean protector, I mean we are defenders of the weak and powerless, and when those people are being violated, we are not passive in their story, but we are active, assertive, at sometimes aggressive mm-hmm. uh, characters in their story. So the last thing is we pray it over them, we speak it into them, and then we hold it to them. In other words, what I mean by that is we want to keep them accountable. Mm. So we can pray it over them. We, this is a, you know, I call it a Christian cop-out. We see this all the time. People are praying it over them. They're using a lot of nice, solid terms. We see this from pastors a lot. They know how to speak the language. They just don't, don't know how to live it out because a lot right. of times they are cowards. Mm-hmm. And so pray it over them, speak it into them, and hold it to them. Keep them accountable, right? right. I mean, if you're telling me right now that you're trying to say no and not be a people pleaser, well, you've got the biggest bondage in your life is people pleasing. It's like your big blind spot. So if that's really what you want, then what I'm hearing you say is hold me to it. Right. Right. So And you um, will. Oh, you know I will. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <clears throat> I hold it to you if you don't want don't want it held to you. So <laughs> no, so those are big things. Pray it over them, guys. Speak it into them. Hold it to them. And then here's the thing. How do we so those are some things we can do to raise protectors, but how do we and Dale, I'm gonna ask you this question. How 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 do we as parents raise children who are not prey, they're not targets, they're not victims. What are some things that we can speak into the lives of our children to guard them against the targeting of a bully? I think helping them to not have a victim mentality in life 
Um, and if they see us, I think it goes to the back to the parents too. I if agree. you are a victim, your kids are probably going to be a victim. And so if you're complaining about, oh, my job, this, and and everything is not going my way, and oh, woe is me, I think you're going to raise up a victim child. Yeah, and we got to break that off of them, but we've got to yeah. break that off ourselves first, right? right. Yeah, we got to yeah. deal with that because they're watching us, and they're going to be just like us. Well, so, so I can tell a lot. 93% of what I see and read from people is their body language, right? Uh, so body language is huge. Confidence. For a bully to to select his target, mm-hmm. he's looking for that. So what are some things in body language we can teach our children? Um, well, I'd say looking someone in the eye, sitting up straight, um, posture. Uh, when, I, when I walk in a room, I'm like, hey, I'm here. Party's going to begin. And I come in without going, oh, people. I, I don't sit here and have that mentality that people don't like me. Um, they're probably looking at me funny and all that stuff. I walk in like seriously, like, hey, I own this place. Yeah, this is my people. Wow, you guys invited me to your my party. Thank yeah. you, Sean Strong, and I walk into the gym every morning. Sean at runs the Men in the Arena, yeah, Facebook forum for men. And we walk into the the gym every uh, morning, and we're going, we're singing that song. These are my friends. These are my friends, and we're strutting. These are over. my people. Yeah. And we just strut over, we do our thing, and we're like, hey, how you doing? You know. Yeah, so body language, eye contact. Yeah, when people say, nobody likes me here, I go, stop being a victim. Right. That's a victim mentality. It's a lie. My thing is, I'm going to make everybody like me until yeah. they know me. Right. It's a lie. <laughs> so, so here's another thing that we can teach our kids to not be targets. Get your damn head out of your phone. Woo. Get your thumbs off the stupid phone. And when you're walking down the hall, you train this out of them, parent. Get that phone in your pocket. Get your freaking eyes up. And watch people smile and be confident. Do not allow this thumbs-only, eyes-down thing. That is what targets do. Mm-hmm. We have to break this off of our kids. And here's the other thing. I, I know for me as a hunter, I, the targets I shoot, the prey I kill, <laughs> they're usually alone. Yeah. I can't take the shot if they're uh, crowded. When they're isolated is when I call the ducks out of the flock. I call them in. Uh, we bugle the bulls out of the herd. We kill isolated prey. So one of the things that, well, let me ask this, Dale. How can we help our children to not be isolated socially at school? And by the way, homeschooling, no. No, I'm sorry. That's not it. That's like almost inviting being a target. You need to put your children, even if they're homeschooled, put them in an environment where they do interact with their kids. So right. I'm talking about right now public school and private school kids. Well, and I know lots of those kids that uh, they are, they separate themselves out. They'll bury their head, some of them in books during lunchtime. They don't interact with people. Well, okay, so that's the key phrase. The word I'm looking for is I'm looking for extracurricular. In order for your kid to not be isolated, force them to do extracurricular activities. Get them involved. We told our kids, you're going to play two sports a year, and any less, then you're going to get a job. And all of our kids had to get jobs anyway because they had to pay for the cars (laughs) their grandparents gave them and pay for their own insurance and gas. But I see the biggest problem with kids who are isolated socially because they are not involved in extracurricular activities. Youth group, band, debate team, sports, Fill in the blank. They're all over the place out there. Don't let your kid be an island in his room on his computer on his phone. Robot you're gonna, club. You're gonna you're Whatever. gonna have a kid who's isolated mm-hmm. and who's gonna who's gonna struggle socially. And the last thing is for bullies. And I'll just jump in and finish this because we're out of, out of time. 
the problem child or the bully. So we have the protector, the prey, and the problem child or the bully. The way, one of the ways we can guard against this is teach our kids humility, teach them to serve those who are weaker, teach them that they are not the center of the universe, stop being a helicopter mom, stop being a bulldozer dad, let your kids take risks, allow them to fail, teach them that you in your household, your relationship with your wife is the most important human relationship on the planet. They come secondary to that, but they are not the center of the universe. And so these are some things I think that will help to defend our kids against becoming bullies, becoming targets, or become, and hopefully becoming protectors. Guys, you've been listening to this episode of the Man Card Podcast. We want you to change your world. So do three things, guys. Enlist in our free resources. Go get our free app. It's the Great Hunt for God. You're going to be blown away with this app. It's like phenomenal. I think it's the best thing out there for men. Subscribe to the Man Card Podcast if you haven't already done so. Please share it with your friends. Please write a positive or two nine uh, review on iTunes so we can send you some swag. And join the Men in the Arena Closed Facebook forum for men with men from literally around the world. Number two, invest in resources that will make you the best version of you. We think we have phenomenal resources. If ours aren't working for you, go get some more from some other people. We'll all even throw you their names and give you the links. Change your world, number three. Get involved in changing your world. Get involved with the Great Hunt for God virtual team or team in real time. Serve in your community. Get involved in your local church. Become a coach. Guys, join us in building an army of men in the arena who are becoming the best versions of themselves and changing their world because when a man gets it, everyone wins. Hey, until next time, guys, feel the wet sand on the arena floor. Hear the deafening roar of the crowd. Taste the sweetness of victory. Smell the stench of battle. Get in the game. Protect the weak. Get dirty. Grind it out. And be a man. This is Dale Culver, and you've been listening to the Man Card Podcast. Has your man card been challenged today? If you hunger to be the best version of you, then join the thousands of men around the country on our closed Facebook forum called the Men in the Arena. This is the best place to have open discussions around the topic of manhood. Also, make sure you ask about our newest equipping opportunity called the Man Card Weekend with the Men in the Arena. Let us inspire the men of your organization to become the best version of themselves today. And don't forget to purchase a copy of Jim's new book, The Man Card, Five Characteristics Separating Men from Boys. This is the best book out there that defines what a man is and does. In it, Jim combines his master storytelling abilities with his no-holds-barred style, distinguishing between men and boys. If you want to keep your man card, then pick up a copy of this life-changing book today. Simply go to the Great Hunt for God app or mancardpodcast.com and pick up a copy today. Thank you for listening to this episode, the Man Card Podcast. This is Dale Culver signing off. Until next time, join our army and become the best version of you. Get in the arena. Let the world feel the full weight of who you are. Grind it out. Be a man. What type of dad are you? Guys, in my 35 years of ministry, I've noticed that guys basically fall into two categories. And in those categories, there are four types of dad or four phases that you pass through as a dad. We just dropped an amazing quiz to help you discover what type of dad you are. Find out what type of father you are and get our custom resources fit to meet the needs and the questions you are asking. Head on over to menarena.org. Join 20,000 men for around the world and find out the type of dad you are.